All right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Cowboy Nation, one way or another, let's get this thing going. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's not just let this thing sit around and pee around. Thank you all for tuning in. My name is Law Nation. Let's get this thing going, one way or another. Kick up the beat. Jam on up in this morning time. I hope you guys got your coffee. I got mines. I hope you got your coffee. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. To the nation, baby. Let's get this thing going one way or another. All right, we're gonna talk about it, right? First off, shout out to Amari uh, Cooper. He's saying, that, "Look, hey, look, I don't want to just uh, 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 play with Tom Brady and, and, and them boys. <laughs> I, I love my quarterback. <laughs> That's my quarterback. That's what he's saying." Dak Prescott is his boy, so he's not worried about anything uh, as it relates to him going to the Patriots or anything like that. So we got us a guy that's already balled in, silver and blue to the day he died almost, you know what I mean? So uh, shout out to those that's on the Discord, man, for dropping me all of this good information uh, for the nation to help grow the nation. Thank you guys for the information. Uh, my guy Incognito, he dropped down like, hey. <laughs> and I love it in certain factors because the NFL ratings were just like poo-pooed all throughout the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl commercials were kind of horrible too. But this, uh, the, the Saints Nation, what have you, if you want to call them that, boy, were they crying. <laughs> they was crying and they were saying, oh, oh, they, 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 the NFL is rigged. We're supposed to be in the Super Bowl. We would have put up more than three points. Shout out to him, though. I, I, I love the fact that uh, collectively, collectively, they band together. They grew together. And, uh, and that's just one of those things. But um, let's talk about, um, before we go further, let's listen in to what Michael Irvin, to my guy, Mike Fisher, about Tony Romo being a coach but let's listen to this right quick before we go into details of letting you guys know what the other thing we talked about famer a lot of clamor and fury about tony romo and he should coach and he should offense why was there never a michael urban head coach offensive coordinator uh deacon of the cowboy church <laughs> no I, i'm okay with where i am and, and i want to tell you this i want to drop you on this here too all right tony romo's phenomenal at what he's doing he's he is a great job now it's easy to sit here and look at a film and study it and say, oh, they're going to run this, they're going to run that. It's a whole nother thing when you got to control 53 brothers. You can't, you, you know, it's not just Listen. about calling plays. It's about dealing with those 53 personalities. And I don't care how great you call plays. If you don't know how to manage those 53 personalities, it will not get done. I'm going to tell you, Tony. Stay right where you are. Don't let them buy you. Don't let them sell you on this mess. If you have any questions, call John Groove. He'll tell you how hard that is. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that might go crazy, huh? He was talking about the fact that um, 
he was talking about you know everybody was hitting me up and inboxing me about you you know uh tony romo being a, a coach a head coach at that and he was like look man pump the brakes on that pump the freaking brakes on that because it's different we can all sit back and say hey hey <laughs> Tony Rome will make him one hell of a head coach, what have you, or offensive coordinator. But it takes it takes it takes different. It's a different approach when you're dealing with 53 man. And then on top of that, when you when you still can play a little bit too, it's hard to sit back and just call those plays. Trust me. Uh, shout out to you, Kevin, man. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. And also, she Scheider. That's how you say your name, I guess. On the uh, um on on the periscope all right so this is what i want to talk about here uh the uh zach taylor he signed with the uh, Bengals as their head coach what have you um this is pulling from the um i guess sean mcveigh tree i think he's part of that tree or somewhere part of that connection what have you with the younger coach and my guy um I've been hearing a lot of noise uh a lot of news as it relates to um <clears throat> as it relates to uh, the change of philosophy across the league, you know, as far as we, we already know that this is a copycat league. Now, although Sean McVay didn't win the Super Bowl per se, but the influence matter of everything is like this. The Cowboys love to hire from within. And I'm looking at all of the news and all of the talk tracks of the world, what have you. We had somebody similar. Shout out to my Cowboys family for pointing this out on their stream last night. They was talking about, like, hey, think about this, Cowboy Nation. Jason Garrett had one year of, I guess, quarterback coaching. <laughs> and then the following year, he was the offensive coordinator. Then also beyond that, being the offensive coordinator, he was elevated to be, quote, unquote, the head coach. So he was the head coach in waiting. So what I'm thinking is what I'm seeing is from all of the news and every angle that far as trendings and trends is that the Cowboys love to hire from within. And then on top of that, if you add in the fact of where Keller Moore is projected to go as far as his career base, he may just be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, believe it or not. If everything falls from sugar to shit. She's naive. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where we have to look at this whole entire picture. I know a lot of people are going to be yelling out like, hey, law, what about the uh, Chris Richards of the world? What about that guy? What about, hell, at least the Doug Nushmeyers and, 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 and everybody else that we can go out and grab from the outside world? Jerry Jones do not roll that way. And if you look back at a lot of things, what they do offseason, it's just what it is, man. It is what it is at that point because they love, they love to do these little small little meet and greet sessions and things like that at Happy Hill Forms and things of that nature. I don't think collectively Jerry Jones would say, hey, Chris Richard, come on over here into the fold. Now, just me being real with you guys and come on out here and shake hands and gallivant with us over here at Happy Hill Farms or come shake our hands, come shake hands over here at the Ford Motor Company that we're going to try to land a sponsorship deal. I'm just being real with you guys. I don't see Jerry Jones doing that. Now, I could be 1,000% wrong on that situation, but to me personally, Jerry Jones has always been going from higher from within, and he's always leaned heavier on the actual offensive side of the ball. But to me, just to me, Chris Richard, 
he only had one year with the Cowboys, and it was a fantastic year. Everybody saw the growth factor as it relates to uh, uh, Byron Jones of the world, right? We saw we saw some improvement with Awuzie down the line. We saw the, the different approach of this team as far as, as it relates to defensive side of the ball. We can argue all day that Rob Marinelli had his hands all into the mix, but come on now. Let's be real with ourselves. Yes, let's be real with it. Let's be real with it. We saw, <laughs> we saw a different approach with this defense collectively. Now, a lot of people are, are failed to realize this right here. This defense, that front four. I was looking back at tape, preparing tape, going over everything as we do. Um, what if you do this right here? Uh, watch every pass by Dak Prescott. In the midst of looking through that film, I saw the announcer saying, as I'm chopping up the film, they were saying, hey, the Dallas Cowboys defensive front four, they're not even healthy this year. They had a lot of string, a lot of strange injuries to occur all throughout this year. People fail to realize that. And the production level of D Law, we saw him doing it with a half of a shoulder out there. They say do the shoulder lean. The brother was doing the shoulder lean out there. So it's one of those things. Uh, let me just do a quick Q and A. Let me know if you get what you guys think uh, about this whole scenario, about this whole situation. Is Kellen Moore being the next head coach? And this this is the off season. It's long. It's a lot of speculation. We don't have any change, and we don't have no, we don't change anything with the Cowboys. We don't make any decisions. All we got are speculations and opinions. That's all we got. <laughs> But we can follow trends or what have you. And the latest trends, this is all I'm saying. So, 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 so charge it to my head, not my heart. All I'm saying is the latest trends are the Dallas Cowboys will always follow the latest trends. Hiring the next innovative, the next new philosophy as it relates to young coach. Remember this. If, I don't, if you guys don't believe what I'm saying, just go back in 2007 and go back into 2006, 2007, around that time frame and start Googling Jason Garrett because he's supposed to be the next offensive phenom. He's supposed to be the guy that's saying, oh, he's a whiz kid. And on top of that, it was, it was to the fact that, that the Baltimore Ravens were saying, look, hey, we got what's up, South of Heaven 88. Appreciate you, bruh. Hey, they were saying, hey, we gonna grab this guy. And then uh that that's when Jerry Jones said, you know what? I'm gonna elevate this kid because I want this brother to be on my team. I want my son, the redhead Jason Garrett, the next phenom to be on my team. So he paid him extra money. Because from what I heard, from what I know, with my small collective mind, Baltimore Ravens wanted Jason Garrett. I think the Miami Dolphins wanted Jason Garrett to be their coach. So he was the next, he was the next phenom. Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, South of Heaven says, Garrett, don't handcuff more. Let him go. <laughs> Let him go, right? <laughs> I don't know. And 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 looking at some of the uh the the, the, the schemes and the play calls that uh that, that Boise State was drawing up when Kellen Moore was there. That was pretty cool. I ain't going to even lie to you. That was pretty cool. They they were. So we will see. All it is now, we just got to sit back and wait and say, okay, what the Cowboys going to do now? What are they going to do? <laughs> yes, but it's one of those things where we look at it and we look at everything across the board from A to Z and we say to ourselves, 
Man, it's funny. Jason Gary was the first Sean McVay. He was the young, innovative coach that's going to be able to make things happen. And think about this. Everybody that's in the chat box was sitting at the edge of their seat, and they were saying, you know what? Jerry Jones was right. In 2007, we were 13-3. and High expectations. <laughs> they also scale back everything. I'm just giving you guys some little history for those who kind of fail to realize. 2007 was a loaded team. I can say this right now. 2017, hands down, <laughs> have more talent than the, than the Rams teams that we saw uh, all last year. And, and I... I I can challenge anybody who can debate me against that. 2007, go look at that roster. Uh, tell me where the holes were at. We had defensive side of the ball. We had the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> we had a, a, a nice, young, emerging quarterback. Come on, open up that mind, Cowboy Nation. In 2007, that team was loaded from A to Z. <laughs> And Jason Garrett was like, hey, hey, the Cowboys, man, with this particular team, they just might win two or three Super Bowls from this particular team. Go look at it. I, I, I don't have to lie to kick it with you guys. And then they said, oh, they got rid of the old philosophy with Bill Parcells. They bring in uh, 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 Wade Phillips or what have you, who's, who's, a, who's a little bit lenient and softer on these players because these players was just being coached too hard. <laughs> Go back and look at 2007 <laughs> and let me know if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then, then I'll, I'll go back on this show and, I, and, I, and I'll say, hey, y'all, I was wrong. All right, so moving a little bit further. In, in the modern-day climate, uh, the trend is now that they like to hire from within, of course, but they also like to find players that are coaching uh, that is young. And to me personally, it could be uh, Kelly Moore, as uh, my, you guys can't see it on the screen there, but uh, uh, there's people, a lot of people in the Discord. Uh, uh, Jay been telling me this, and some other people have been telling me about this. So let me know one way or another, Cowboy Nation, uh, of where you guys think about this. Uh, shout out time. Uh, shout out to Lance Satchel. Appreciate you for tuning in. Jay Reese. Garrett will handcuff himself to feel more is going to take his job. Uh, that was Jay Reese saying. He said that, that – uh, Pretty much, Garrett would handcuff the offense or handcuff uh, 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 the uh, the skill sets of Kellen Moore. Now, do we have any history of this? Do we have any proof of this? One can argue and say, okay, in 2010, the uh, play caller was a little bit suspect from week one through week four, week five, or what have you. Then all of a sudden, the head coach get fired, and then this other coach come in, and the offense woke up with John Kitten of all people. And we had Tony Romo out there, and it wasn't opening up then. Uh, there's speculation. There's room for speculation there, but I don't think that Jason Garrett is that crass of a person. But who? Nobody never know. One thing I can say about this: money change a lot of people. Money can, but one thing that, that ultimately can change anybody is power. Power. You always got to be weary of power. 
Sometimes people, not everybody can possess power. And there's something weird about power. When you are sitting up there high on your throne, you can look down and you can look over people. You may not have two quarters to rub, or two nickels to rub together. But if it's just the ideology of having that power, man, it can make the, the, the person that you think that got the, the best background, the best qualification, the best mindset, it can make them do some crazy things. But I'm not saying I'm not going to put Jason Garrett in that particular box of him sabotaging Wade Phillips, but you guys can do your own homework and see to yourself what actually happened. Now, I can say this right here as a leader of man. This is just me saying as a leader of man, a leader of troops, Jason Garrett as a manager, 1,000%. I would love for him to manage my portfolio. I would love for him to diverse all of my, 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 my mutual funds, all those things, you see. But this is the problem. Jason Garrett, as it relates to being a head coach, a facilitator of man, as it relates to being at, down in the trenches saying, you know what? I don't like what's going on. I don't like what the news and the media saying. I'm going to step up and I'm going to fall on the sword. I'm going to call the plays because that's what happened in the um, – the year the, the Ravens won the Super Bowl. That coach, he said, you know what? If my job is on the line, if everything, if everybody pointing at my team and they saying that this, these are the things that's going wrong, I fire my, my, my offensive coordinator and I will call the plays. I think they went on ahead and won the Super Bowl that year. To me, that's more valuable. That's more being a leader of men. Instead of, tell, instead of telling your troops, charge and everybody else running, nah. Troops, stand back. I'm going to charge. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand in front of the gun. I'm going to stand in front of the, the train. I'm going to stand in front of the bus. They're going to hit me first. You see, we just didn't see that with Jason Garrett. We didn't see that in 2013. We didn't see that in 2000, and I guess, when 14, when although, you know, we had a great year or what have you. We just didn't see, hey, I'm going to take over this play calling in 2015 or 16 and beyond, what have you. We just don't see that from Jason Garrett. Now, that could just be his style. But neither here nor there, not trying to trash the man. He's, you know, in the last, what, couple of years, We've been above 500, so <laughs> it's one of those things, guys. So with all that being said, I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Don't forget to put down where you're from. We are the only nation, Cowboy Nation, that we can put down where we are from and things like that, and we can come from all four corners of this world. Uh, appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank you all for being part of the nation. Let me know where I was wrong, where was I right. Hey, everybody have opinions, right? And, and those convinced against their will is of the same opinion still, right? So I'm just giving you guys my thoughts. It's the offseason. We got a long way to go. Um, look for some more film to come out, more highlights to come out as well. And also, I'm trying to just going to be able to create some type of mock draft. It's hard to create a mock draft when we don't have the first, uh, uh, I guess, a first-round draft pick. But we can craft some things together, right? We can craft some things together. Let me know how you guys are feeling and what you guys feel about the draft. That's all the time I have for this beautiful morning. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. And remember, you're listening to absolutely nothing but the best. Salute. Alpha Mason, Jackson, Mississippi. Fort Worth in the house. What's up? Shout out to Oak Cliff. Shout out to Richardson, Texas. Arlington in the house. What's up? Appreciate everybody that's in this area. Meridian, get down. That's what I'm talking about. Hawaii. That's how you say that. Texas Jasper. What's up, man? 
Ohio in this mix. Boy, Cowboy Nation, we strong, we battle-tested, right? Pick up that beat, baby. Area, baby, what's up? What's up, El Paso? Appreciate you. Fanspeak.com. Go check out my boy Julius. Yes, what's up, Hard Johnson? Appreciate you. ATL Shorty, what's up, Cadero? All right, check out fanspeak.com. Okay, Joseph, I will do that. I love mock drafts around this time. Open reality, open your expectations, and then let's see where they meet at. We get this thing going. Salute. Shout out to Katie. You guys go follow her page, follow her channel. We get down revolutionary vision. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Yeah, let's go. Oak Cliff. What's up? <laughs> shout out to Duncanville, DeSoto. Shout out to you all. Cedar Hill. Appreciate y'all all into the mix. We jamming today. Let's roll out, baby. Waxahachie. Everybody. Stand up, stand strong, Cowboy Nation. One way or another. Let's get this thing going. Huh. What? Let's go, Cowboy Nation.